Welcome to the King's Cast, dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Isaiah, chapter 53. We'll be reading a few scriptures this morning. A couple of scriptures, actually. Uh, one from Isaiah and another one from the gospel. Uh, the three gospels we'll be reading from. And it was interesting because as uh, I was looking at this scripture, God says, do the altar call. Normally, the altar call is done after the message. But today in Isaiah 53, verse 1, if it will come up on the screen, the Bible says, who has believed our message? Who has believed our message? In the King James, it says, our report or our doctrine. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? This word is a word for the altar call, before the message. Because as the message goes out this morning, God is wanting you to respond to the message. Sometimes we come into the house of God and we're going with the flow. But God is saying you ought to prepare your heart for the word of God this morning. He says, who has believed our report? And so... As the message goes forth this morning, ask that question in your heart saying, am I believing the report of the Lord? Is my heart ready to receive the word? And so when God asks you to respond today, he's asking you the question, do you believe the message? Do you believe the report? Let's go to our text this morning in the book of Matthew, chapter 14 and verse 22 to 23. We'll be reading a very familiar passage of scripture where we find Jesus walking on water. We'll read our main text from Matthew 14, 22 to 33, but then we'll also be reading from Mark and John. And looking at how Mark and John reported the same incident. So Matthew chapter 14 verse 22. It says, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat. And go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, Tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. 
Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the, on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. That's Matthew. Let's see what Mark says in Mark 6, 45, 52. He says, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. After leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. When evening came, the boat was in the middle of the lake and he was alone on the land. Make a note of that. He was alone on the land. He saw the the disciples straining at the oars. Now that's something that Matthew didn't report. Because the wind was against them. About the fourth watch of the night, he went out to them walking on the lake. Now notice here he said, the Bible says, he was about to pass by them. He was about to pass by them. But when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately he spoke to them and said, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Then he climbed into the boat with them and the wind died down. No recollection of Peter here. The wind died down. They were completely amazed. For they had not understood about the loaves. Make a note here. They had not understood about their loaves because their hearts were hardened. Somebody say hardened. Hardened. Lastly, bear with me. John chapter 6, verse 16. When evening came, his disciples went down to the lake. Now, He says here, the disciples went down into the lake. It doesn't say that Jesus sent them to the lake. Where they got into a boat and set off across the lake of Capernaum. By now, it was dark. Somebody said it was dark. And Jesus had not joined them. A strong wind was blowing and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed three three. Three and a half miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they were terrified. But he said to them, it is I, don't be afraid. Then they were willing to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. Bow your heads with me as we pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for today. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Now in the name of Jesus, as we come to the time of the word, let every spirit, Lord God, be subject to you, O God. Let every spirit, Lord God, that is not all of you, be subject to the word this morning. Let there be a stillness in this place, Lord God, and let the hearts and the minds of your people be ready to receive your word. 
Let your word come forth with power and the anointing and the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, Father, we have come. Take self out of the way. Send your anointing that makes preaching easy, Lord God. For without your anointing, I am lost. Without your anointing, Lord God, we cannot do anything without you. Have your divine way as we look to you now. In Jesus' name, and let the church say, As we look at the word for a brief moment, God wants you to understand this morning that he wants to take you to a different place in him. Many of you have been going with the status quo for quite a while. Many of you has been same old, same old for quite a while. But the word that God is bringing this morning is a word of urgency. It's a word of alarm because the Bible says that he is coming very, very soon and is coming very quickly. And he needs his people not only to get ready, but to be ready. And to be ready is not only about self, but to be ready is to be able to bring others into the kingdom. We hear this morning about the Alpha course, and God is saying there's an urgency for courses like that. There's an urgency for people to come into his kingdom. And so as the Bible says, as we find the disciples in Matthew chapter 14... This is just after they had had a great revival where Jesus had fed the 5,000. This is when Jesus had performed a great miracle. The Bible says with five loaves and two fishes, he had fed at least 5,000 people. Not including the women and the children. So it would have been a lot more than that. And the disciples were right in the middle of this revival. The disciples were right in the middle of the church service. And even though they were in the middle of a revival, and even though they were in the middle of seeing this great miracles, the Bible says that Jesus wanted to take them a little higher and a little deeper in the things of God. God wants to take you a little deeper and a little higher into the things of God. And so the Bible says that after this great revival, he then sends them across the sea. He says, right, you go before me across the sea while I go up to pray. If you're ever going to go higher in the things of God, you ought to be a praying man and woman of God. If you want to be at a different place and you want to break free from the status quo, brothers and sisters, there is no other way but to pray. Hallelujah. And so, as John Louis was saying this morning, the prayer meeting is one of the lowest attended services in the church. And that gives you an idea of where the church is at when it comes to the things of God. There's only a handful of people who are looking to press in to the things of God and really attain to all the promises that God has. Touch your neighbor, say neighbor, you need to pray. 
Oh, your neighbor didn't hear you. Try your other neighbor. Say, neighbor, you need to pray. He went up into a high mountain to pray. And the Bible says that he sent them out onto the sea. You need to understand that sometimes when God wants to take you higher, it can seem like you are separated from him. The Bible says that as they were on the sea, the wind became boisterous and the wind became contrary. Sometimes you're going to go through some contrary situations in your life. Sometimes you're going to go through some situations that you were saying, God, how could you send me onto a sea that is contrary? How could you send me onto a boat where the wind is about to take us out? You need to understand, brothers and sisters, that the boat is a symbol of the church. You need to understand that these disciples were not outside of the church. These were disciples that were sitting in church every Sunday. These are the disciples that were attending every conference. These are the disciples who were fellowshipping with God on an almost daily basis. How many times do you ever go through life and you say, God, I've been saved for so many years. I've served you faithfully, God. In the revival, I was there distributing the food to the 5,000. How can I be going through a contrary storm in my life, God? If I've given my life to you. Sometimes it seems like you have given your life to Christ. And your life has become worse. Oh you need to hear me church this morning. Sometimes you feel well I wish I even hadn't come to church. I wish I hadn't come to know God. Because ever since I started coming to church. And started serving God. All hell is breaking loose around me. Hallelujah. Sometimes it seems like this Christian life can be contrary. Maybe I'm the only one who suffers trouble. Maybe I'm the only one who ever doubts God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, you need to help me this morning, church. Because I feel like maybe I'm the only backslider in here who doubts God. Oh, hallelujah. Because sometimes I doubt God. I say, God, I've been serving you so long. Why is my wife playing up? God, I've been... I'm going to get in a bit of trouble here. You ain't hearing me this morning. Sometimes I say, God, I've been serving you for so long. Why are my children playing up? I'm trying to be the best daddy I can. I'm trying to pray for them. I'm trying to keep them saved, but it seems they're contrary. Hallelujah. God, I'm trying to do the right thing and stay saved, but it seems like everything is contrary. Brothers and sisters, you need to understand what would have been going through the mind of the disciples as they sailed out on the boat because it was not them who had gone out on this journey by themselves Jesus himself had told them to go out on the sea and sometimes you really feel the leading of the Holy Spirit and you feel God it is you who has told me to be in this place it is you who has called me to ministry if it's you who has called me why are things contrary Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Why are things contrary? But the Bible says that even when Jesus was on the land, the Bible says something interesting here. It says Jesus was on the land and it was dark. And when I read in my version, the King James, it says that he was on the land and he saw them struggling. Notice here, the Bible says that it was dark. It was dark and Jesus was on the land, but he saw them struggling. I come to let you know this morning that through the darkness of your life, Jesus is watching. Hallelujah. Through the darkness of your life, I want you to understand that Jesus is watching you. And it seems as if he's watching you from a distance. Sometimes it feels like you can't even feel his presence. I'm coming to church, God, but I can't even feel your presence. I'm coming to prayer meeting, God, but I can't even feel your presence, God. I'm kneeling down to pray in my house, but I can't even feel your presence. Sometimes it feels like during the dark times of your life, that is when you would have said, God, during this dark time, if I could only feel your presence, I would press on. If I could only feel an inch of your presence, God, maybe I'll be encouraged and keep going. But it seems like through the dark times, there's no way of Jesus to be seen. He can't even be felt. He can't even be sensed. You can't even get a breakthrough in the word. You can't even get a revelation of the word it was dark the bible says but god who is the light of this world he saw with eyes that can penetrate every dark area of your life He saw with the eyes that can penetrate every hardened place of your heart. God can see it. Every situation in your life where you feel God, this area is too dark for you. This area is too strong for you. This area is too difficult for you. The Bible says he was on the land, but he saw it. I brought news for you this morning that God sees it. God sees every pain. God sees every confusion. God sees every doubt that is in your heart and is saying, I see you. And so the Bible says that he begins to see them, hallelujah, struggling. And he begins to walk on the water towards them. I come to let you know that this morning you're not here by accident, but God is walking towards you. It seemed like you came to this church by your own accord, but everything is within God's divine plan. God is walking towards you. Sometimes it feels like you're rowing all by yourself again the wind but the bible says that god is walking towards you you need to understand that for god to take you a little higher in him sometimes he needs to put you at a distance and say now my child i need you to exercise your faith i need you to come up a little higher brothers and sisters the bible says no man comes to god unless god reveals himself to them god is revealed 
revealing himself to you. But will you believe the report this morning? God is revealing himself to you through circumstances and situations. But God is saying, will you believe the report? Hallelujah. Sometimes we look down on our situations and say, God cannot be in this. There's no way God can be in this situation. But I come to let you know that that God is right in the midst of this situation and is working things out in your favor. Hallelujah. He's right in the midst of it and he wants you to take, he wants to take you a little higher. And so the Bible says as he approaches the boat, they looked out onto the sea and the sea was boisterous because of the wind. You need to understand that this was a generation and a time where they believed in different spirits and different gods. They believed in the gods of the water, the gods of the skies, the gods of the seas and that so they must have thought well this is the devil surely coming to destroy us brothers and sisters sometimes it feels like it's the devil working in your life but you need to know sometimes it's not always the devil coming hallelujah sometimes it seems like it's the enemy coming but you need to understand that it sometimes it's not the enemy coming it is Jesus coming in your situation They said it is a spirit. They said it was a ghost and they were afraid. The Bible says that as he approaches them, hallelujah, they had to have the perception. You see, you, as you, that is why you need to be a man and a woman of Priam. Because through Priam, your spirit becomes perceptive to the workings of the spirit of God. Hallelujah. If you're not a man and a woman of Priam, you will not be able to discern when it's the devil working. Hallelujah. Oh, when it's God working so you'll be busy casting out the devil when it's got nothing to do with the devil it is actually God coming to rescue you hallelujah see you need to be men and women who walk by the spirit you have to be a man and a woman that is led by the spirit hallelujah and I know I've been led by different things at different times hallelujah sometimes KFC leads me hallelujah sometimes Nando's leads me hallelujah I don't know what's leading you but you need to be led by the spirit hallelujah Hallelujah. In a time where we have technology and social media and all these kinds of things and you're looking for a word on Snapchat. You're looking for a word on Twitter and you're looking for a word on Facebook. How about looking for a word from the Lord? Hallelujah. You need to be perceptive of when God is working in your life. You need to know this sickness is not unto death. This is God working in my life. The Bible says Jesus was approaching them in their situation and they could not perceive that it was Jesus. Are you perceiving what is happening in your situation? You're busy blaming everybody else and the devil. And the devil's sitting back, relaxing and laughing at you because you're running around chasing your own tail when it is God himself moving in your life. 
They said it is a spirit and they were afraid. When you don't have a perception of who Jesus is, when you are not led by the spirit, when you are not prayed up, you are going to give avenues and doors for other spirits to come in. Because the Bible says, God has not given us the spirit of So fear is a? Oh, I wish I was in church this morning. God has not given us a spirit of? So fear is a? All of a sudden... It's Jesus coming to them. But now God is coming to rescue them. They get afraid. And they do what? Instead, they call the spirit of fear. Isn't that ironic? God is coming to rescue you, Steve. Maybe Lily can help me. God is coming to rescue you. But what do you do? You said, no God. I'm going to Google this. And instead, I'm going to call the spirit of fear. How many times because of a lack of perception of the spirit of God are we inviting spirits that are not of God? They were fearful. Then the spirit of fear then brings confusion in the boat. What did the Bible says? The Bible says that when you're delivered from a spirit, if you do not, and when the, the Bible says that when a spirit is cast out of a person, that person is clean. And the Bible says that the spirit that came out goes wandering in desolate places and then says, right. Now let's go back to where we were and see what's happening there. And the Bible says the spirit comes back. It finds the place swept and garnished and clean. But no Holy Spirit. No word of God. No fellowship. No prayer. So the spirit then says right. Now I'm going to call others in. The Bible says that the state of that person becomes worse than the first. Because now it invites other spirits. Listen here. So now they're in the boat. They've invited the spirit of fear. From the spirit of fear, the Bible then says there's confusion in the boat. Now there's more spirits coming to the party. There's some confusing spirits coming to the party. Because there was an argument in the boat. 
How do we know? Because the Bible says Peter speaks up. Now, if you are afraid of a spirit, the last thing you want to be doing is to be speaking to that spirit. Because the Bible says they thought it was a ghost. So the last thing they needed to be doing was speaking to some ghosts. But Peter sits up and says, well, where's this ghost? I want to speak to this ghost. So there must have been some arguments to say, Peter, shh, 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 sit down. I, I don't know about you, but if, if there was a ghost approaching right here, the first thing I would say is, everybody keep quiet. Maybe this ghost will walk past us if we keep really quiet. But Peter says, no, who, where, where, who, where's this ghost? So now there's confusion in the boat because one guy wants to do his own thing and the others want to stay in fear. Hallelujah. (coughs) So the Bible says, Peter then says, Jesus says to them, because Jesus is speaking to you through your situation. Are you hearing the voice of God? The voice of God then speaks to the disciples. He says, calm down. I know the wind is contrary. I know I'm the one who spoke to you to go on this journey. It is I. The Bible then says, Peter then plucks up some courage. And he says, Lord, if it is you, bid me to come. If it is you, bid me to come. The Bible says, test the spirits. Did it not? Sometimes we're scared to put God to the test. But I come to let you know God can pass the test. Hallelujah. Sometimes we ought to say, God, if this is you. I don't know what you're going through this morning. But you need to ask God, God, If this is you. The Bible says Peter then plucks up the courage. And God says to him, well Peter, it is I come. Hallelujah. And the Bible says Peter responds to the word. Hallelujah. You need to get yourself engaged with God. Hallelujah. Sometimes when you engage in prayer, the voice of God may not come clear the first time. The voice of God may not come with clarity. But God will speak to you through different people, through different situations, through different channels. Hallelujah. Until you become engaged in God, his voice will become clearer and clearer and clearer to you. See, if you're going to grow in the spirit and if you're going to get to a place where you are in a different level of relationship with God, you need to understand some of the mechanics. Because as you begin to pray, the Bible says, if you draw closer to me, I will draw closer to you. And the Bible says that God will manifest himself to you. But there is a process to that. And that is why we encourage believers to always be in attendance of these different services. Because it builds you up. It builds your spirit up. 
So when you begin to pray and when you begin to seek God, what will happen is God will begin to speak to you. Sometimes it may not be through a clear audible voice. Depending on where your spirit man is at, God will use a relevant channel for speaking to you. So sometimes you have a new believer, you've just become saved, you just come to God. The first thing the pastor tells you and encourages you is stay in church. Why? Because as a new believer, Christ is still forming in you. So the avenue that God will use first and foremost is the preaching in the church. You with me, Brother Sean? All right. Brother Sean is with me. Right? So as you come to the different services, God speaks through you through the preaching. He speaks to you through other people encouraging you. He speaks to you through prophecy. And so he's building up your spirit. Are you with me? And sometimes he can speak to you through a song that just registers something in your spirit. That's why you find that sometimes when we come together in church and people are giving an encouraging word, they'll say, well, I was listening to this song and this song touched my heart. See, that is an avenue of God speaking to you. Okay? They'll say, oh, well, I was watching this YouTube video, this sermon, and this is what I got from it. That is an avenue of God speaking to you. Are you with me? So, as you endeavor in relationship with God, as you continue to have a consistent prayer life, consistency is very important, you have to be consistent in prayer. See, this is where discouragement comes from for a lot of people, is because one season they are consistent in prayer, and so they are encouraged, they are up, they are strong, They feel God is speaking to them. And then they drop off in prayer. And all of a sudden, oh, pray somebody pray for me. Maybe I'm the only one who observes these things in church. You've never seen those people? You've never been one of them? I've been one of them. Help me, Jesus. You're all too saved for me. Preaching in the wrong church. (laughs) See, you have to be consistent in prayer. You have to be consistent in prayer. So, consistency will build up your spirit man. Consistency will sharpen up your hearing of God's voice. So situations will speak to you. The preaching will speak to you. And then next, he'll take you to a different level where he might start speaking to you in dreams. Because he's trying to get your attention. Are you with me? See, the spirit walk has got different levels. So he might start speaking to you through dreams. And all of a sudden you have dreams and maybe you need to come to somebody to interpret those dreams for you. 
And then sometimes you press on and he begins to give you the interpretation of those dreams. God is saying there's different levels. And as you go up in your consistency, then, hallelujah, God may start speaking now where your spirit begins to perceive his voice directly. And as he speaks to your spirit, your spirit man discerns, this is God speaking to me. That is a different level of being led by the spirit. So Peter here was moving to a new dimension of hearing the voice of God. Because he asked the question, if it is you. Isn't it amazing that here is a man who was with Jesus, has been with Jesus all this time, was in the revival, yet he still cannot discern the voice of God. You could be coming to church every Sunday, but you still cannot discern the voice of God. Jesus then says... It is I come. So as you are moving in the spirit and in the things of God, God will try you and test you as you move up. He says to him, right, it is I come. Now, walking on water can seem like such a pointless exercise. Because what was it meant to benefit? What was it meant to benefit? Because the problem was that the wind was boisterous. They had more urgent matters at hand. And on top of that, some of the disciples must have been telling him, Peter, what are you doing? Come back in the boat. You need to know the voice of God for yourself. Some of you only know the voice of God from the pastor's voice and that's all right. Some of you only know the voice of God from the prophet's voice, that's all right. Some of you only know the voice of God from YouTube, well that's all right. But God says I want to show you a better way. You need to know the voice of God for yourself. Because nobody else on the boat stepped up and said, well, Peter, I'm coming with you. Because my revelation, brothers and sisters, is not your revelation. The way God reveals himself to you may not be the same way he has revealed himself to me. But you need to stand by the revelation that God has given you of who he is. And so when Peter stands up from the boat, he is stepping out on the revelation of God that God has given him. Some of you are stepping out on other people's revelations and you're drowning. Oh, I'm going to get in a bit of trouble here. 
You need to step out on the revelation that God has given you. He says, come down, and Peter comes down. You need to understand, brothers and sisters, that it is only by faith that you are going to serve God. Hallelujah. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So in that conversation that Peter was having with Jesus, he was seeking Jesus. He's saying in this discourse, in this discussion, in this engagement with the spirit, with this thing that seems to be a ghost, can I find Jesus in there? Can I find Jesus in this discourse? Can I find Jesus in this conversation? Hallelujah. Them that diligently seek him. We need to get back to some diligence church. We need to get back to being diligent. And that diligence means consistency. You can't be up one day and down the other. You can't invite somebody to Alpha one week and the next week you don't show up. Hey John. You bring them to Alpha, you're there one week, the next week you're not there. The poor fellow comes to Alpha, you're not there, and he thinks, oh, Christians are so inconsistent. I don't want anything to do with this. See, we have to be consistent. So he seeks him in the discourse. And he says, God, if it is you, bid me to come. And he comes down and steps down on the word of faith. The Bible says faith comes by. And hearing by the. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You need to put some word in you. See. The Bible is very clear, right? You see, some things that people come for to be prayed for, should, they, they should actually not be being prayed for. Can we preach the Bible this morning? Yes. What, what did the Bible say? He says that if you are afflicted, you should. Oh, see the problem here? <laughs> not many people know the word. Not many people know the word. The Bible says, can somebody find it for us? Can you put it up on the screen? Let him who is afflicted do what? Here's <laughs> some mumbling. Have you found it? Come on, use, use your iPads and stuff. Somebody find it and read it for us. Have you found, someone found it? Is it okay if we preach the, the Bible this morning? Yeah? I'll be closing in a minute, but let's preach a bit of a Bible. Right. James 5.13 says, Is any among you afflicted? What was the other version? Is any among you in trouble? He should... Is any one of you in trouble? Who should pray? 
the person in trouble. But what normally happens? What, what normally happens? Huh? Someone else prays, right? They come to the altar, pray for me. I'm in trouble. Such and such is going on. The other version is anyone of you what? Afflicted. What did King James say? Okay, I'm going to finish in a minute. I think this is too heavy. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Hello? You need to start praying for your trouble by yourself. It's high time you stopped being a baby Christian, wanting to be spoon-fed all the time, drinking the milk of the word. It's time for you to graduate from SMA to some rice and peas, so some KFC, hallelujah, to some meat of the word. Stop feeling sorry for yourself and... If I'm preaching too hard, just say, ouch. Pray. You need to engage God for yourself. Stop coming to the altar and say, oh, I need a word. I need a word of prophecy. Prophesy, Pastor Phil. Prophesy. Huh? We're running to all these conferences. Oh, I'm looking for a pro- I'm looking for a word. And you come away from the conference disappointed because a word didn't come. Because the prophet didn't pick you out and say, you, I have a word for you. No, no, no. Pray. If you're in trouble, pray. Peter steps out on the word. And he begins to walk on the water. And the Bible says he takes his eye off Jesus. And he begins to sink. I don't know about you. I mean, it's, it, it's a long time I took a bath. It's a long time I took a bath because I don't like baths. I prefer to shower. Okay. I hate baths. I prefer the shower. But the last time I took a bath, when you get into a bath of water, you don't begin to sink into the water. You go straight down. (laughs) But here is Peter. The Bible says he's walking on the sea and he begins to sink. In other words, it happened in slow motion. See, your faith doesn't fail overnight. You do not backslide overnight. You do not say, I've stopped coming to church overnight. You do not give up on God overnight. But the Bible says, a little leaven, leaven at the whole lump. See, you begin to allow some little things, Steve. 
Huh? Steve's in trouble today. <laughs> but I know he can take it. He's a man of God. Amen. Amen. If I picked on some of you, you'd start crying and leave the church. <laughs> and backslide. Oh, the preacher was picking on me today. But I'll pick on Steve. So Steve, you see, you don't backslide overnight. Can I talk to you for a minute? First, you start letting your standards drop, Steve. Huh? This is going on live, you know. (laughs) 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 All right, uh, (laughs) that's code. That's elder code. That's code. I get the code, Steve. Wink, wink. (laughs) So, you begin to drop your standards little by little. You begin to compromise on the word of God bit by bit. All of a sudden, you're not praying as consistently as you used to. You're not praying as long as you used to. You're not as focused in the word as you used to. The things that you called sin are now, well, kind of borderline. Let sin be sin. Let not a small door be opened in your life. It's the little things that add up. The Bible says he begins to sink. He begins to doubt. He begins to fear. He begins the little things begin to pile up. And all of a sudden he's not consistent in the things of God. And slowly his faith begins to fail. Hallelujah. You need to make up your mind today that I'm going to get rid of the little things. Because it's not the big things that make a difference. It's the little things. The things that we don't see when you come to church and you present yourself in your finest garments. Hallelujah. The little things that other people would not know, hallelujah, that is going on in your life. The little things. A little unforgiveness here. A little lie here. A little deception here. A little anger here. And before you know it, you open the door for the enemy to come in. He begins to sink. Time is against me and the Bible says that Jesus lifts him up. And he says, Peter, where did you doubt? In other words, where are the little things in your life, Peter? He says, oh, ye of little faith. If faith comes by hearing and you have little faith, that means you have little word. If faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, if you have little faith, you have little word. So you need to get back in the word of God. But the Bible says Peter calls out to Jesus and Jesus lifts him up. 
I come to let you know this morning that God will lift you up. I come to let you know that God will raise you up. Hallelujah. He didn't put you on the boat to face the winds to destroy you. He put you on the boat to raise up your faith. He put you on the boat to take you to a new level in him. Hallelujah. Because the Bible lets me know that this same Peter, when it was time for an exam, the Bible says that Jesus asked his disciples who do men say that I am and it was this same Peter the Bible says he had the correct answer in the exam he says thou art the Christ the son of the living God because Peter had been through some stuff you don't get to the revelation of who Jesus is until you've been through some stuff Until you've been to a place where you had to step out in faith and your faith was failing and you called out on God and he lifted you up. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. I'm closing my Bible. Almost done. We're done. Peter's faith was strengthened and he was able to get a revelation of who God is because Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. Don't be afraid of trouble. Trouble is just a way for God to reveal himself to you. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, Peter. But because you've been through some stuff, because you've been through some challenges, because you called on my name when you are in trouble, the Spirit of God revealed this to you. Hallelujah. Whose report? Will you believe this morning? We made the altar call at the beginning of the message because God was saying, whose report will you believe? The Bible says the disciples, when Jesus got on the boat, they began to rejoice. They began to worship him Because the Bible says they had not considered the miracle of the five loaves. God has been working some miracles in your life, yet you have not considered them. Some of you, it's a miracle that you're even here today. Some of you, addictions could have swallowed you up. Some of you, relationship breakup could have swallowed you up. Some of the things that you've gone through, some sicknesses could have destroyed you. It's a miracle that you are here today. That you're in a safe environment. War could have killed you. Poverty could have taken you out. But it's a miracle. The Bible says they considered not the five loaves. They couldn't remember it. But all of a sudden now, They start to worship him as God. 
their heart now was softened. Because even though God has been working in your life, the Bible says their hearts were still hardened. Whose report will you believe? Thank you for listening and we trust that the Word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church or to access our large archive of other recordings, go to www.kingscambridge.org. If you're listening on iTunes, we would love you to leave us some feedback. God bless and goodbye.